I swear I'm the pettiest nigga of all time, y'all. I'm the pettiest nigga of all time. Today on my petty journey, um, so I had a job interview um, because, well, I guess I might as well tell y'all a little story. So I'm working uh, with a company that a lot of you all know, love, and use very regularly, but um, they want us to return back to the office or they wanted us to return back to the office. And the problem is this company is um, very, 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 um, they they don't believe in my body, my choice. Um, they want me to do the thing that, you know, I'm vehemently against. Uh, so yeah, not going to do it, not going to do it. So the second they uh, started talking about that whole thing, I was like, yeah, well, I guess I won't be working here. And I mean, it's been fun. It's been it's been chill. It's been chill. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I started looking, found some things that interested me, you know, sent the applications out and uh, I got some responses right away and they wanted to set up an interview. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, bet. And like they always say, all right, so give us some uh, uh, windows when you're free for, you know, free for an interview. And it was a phone interview. So I was like, oh, yeah, no shit. I mean, I can do that. You know, there's plenty of time that I could do that because I work remote. But uh, I tell them, like, I give a certain window um, because I don't want to be thinking of doing that shit within other times. Like, you know, that's fair. You know, you they ask for the window. So I give you the window. Well, these these fucking recruiters or HR people, like they they think they slick and like they playing these little petty ass games and shit. So, like, I told them, like, all right, fine, I can do Wednesday from uh, 10 to 2 or no, 10 to 12. So like, all right, yeah, cool. No, that definitely works. Yeah, we'll get you on the books for next Wednesday. I was like, all right, cool, bet, no problem. Well, things kind of changed because yesterday we had a meeting at work. Well, online, <laughs> on Zoom. We had a meeting, and uh, they told us that they have uh, started to push back those talks of us going back to the office. And, you know, if things keep up and we're performing well, then uh, we might not ever go back tomorrow. Yeah, we might not ever go back to the office. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, in that case, I can cancel this interview. So I was already like, hey, I don't give a fuck about this shit no more. But since I'd already agreed to it, I would hear him out. I would, you know, do the interview and, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the offer looks like. If the offer's right, when it, hey, you know, hey, I'll, I'll leave where I'm at right now. Well, I set my alarm. I wake up and I have a uh, email from the recruiter. They're like, hey, something came up. Uh, but we'll be able to reschedule uh, to two o'clock today. And I was just like, hmm, that's crazy because I told you my window was 10 to 12. So, you know, the fuck's that about? Now, I'm just being a petty, jaded, um, you know, person. So I'm just over here thinking just like, is this like a little fucking game that y'all niggas play? Like y'all play a game because if the person is able to make that change or make that adjustment, then that shows that they're like desperate or like they're in need or whatever. So you're able to kind of, you know, jerk them around. So if, and so because I'm blessed to be employed at this time, I didn't have the I didn't, you know, need to succumb to that bullshit. So I was just like, yeah, no, nah, actually, that's not going to work. That's not going to work for me at all. And they're like, oh, okay, well, could we do it tomorrow? And I was just like, well, I told you my availability was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and tomorrow is Thursday. So, uh, no, that's not going to work. We can do Friday. And uh, they haven't uh, returned my email since. So, uh, I guess uh, I guess in their head, they've already realized that I guess I'll be a problem. Or they just realize they're not going to be able to play that fucking petty bullshit recruiter desperation game with me. I told you what my time was. If you can't do it, fuck you. Especially I, I'm in more of a position to say fuck you because uh, with the job I'm at now, um, I guess I'm no longer actively seeking employment. So, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Today, today, uh, today, one of my boys he turned he turned thirty today, y'all. Uh, shout out Jeff. Uh, if you're listening to this, Jeff, happy birthday, you old bastard. Um, one of my first uh friends that is turning 30 i mean like you know i have former teammates and everything that are you know obviously crossed that threshold but we're getting old y'all we're getting old but boy am i glad that i'm the youngest person in the class now Woo, that's crazy though i got a friend that turned 30 and i'm still 28 and we're in the same class graduated the same day shit's crazy but yeah shout out to you jeff um you know you're uh you're you're a trailblazer uh, you want to go ahead and uh, you're carrying the torch for us into your 30s. Um, maybe in a couple of years, you can know, uh, acquaint me with the world of being uh, over the hill. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, happy birthday, Jeff. Um, ah, let's talk about let's talk about this. y'all. So y'all know I love pluckers. I love pluckers, 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 pluckers. Um, if I had to if I was only able to eat one thing for the rest of my life forever, Pluckers would definitely be on the list as well as Ricky's. Um, honestly, I, Pluckers, Ricky's, and then like probably like pasta, like Johnny Carino's or whatever, or Carino's now. Um, I, I would be fine eating at those three places every day for the rest of my life. I guess I could add Whataburger, but I mean, if I only had to pick three, shit, that's actually a good question. Uh, if I can only pick three, Ricky's is, Ricky's is solidified. Uh, shit, so is Pluckers, because Pluckers has so many options. If I say Pluckers and not just say, like, you know, a certain thing at Pluckers, so, you know, that works out, too. And, damn, I, shit, I could, yeah, damn. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I would just, if I want a burger, I have to get it at Pluckers. I, I mean, damn, I love water. Y'all don't understand how much I love Whataburger, but Whataburger might be outside that top three if I had to, if I was presented that question. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm getting, I'm getting beyond the point. I love Pluckers, but... I do eat at Wingstop from time to time, mostly because I don't want to wait at Pluckers or the it's just not in the best time. for. I just don't want to drive. It just doesn't work out logistically. I just don't want to drive. Wingstop is closer. So there are times where I just be lazy and I was like, man, I want wings, but I'm fine with not having the top tier, in my opinion, the top tier of wings. So I had Wingstop last night, y'all, and uh, something happened with that Wingstop. Uh, first of all, first of all, they got some new flavors that, um, well, maybe they're not new, but I just don't eat Wingstop as often, but like they kind of hit, um, what was the, um, uh, Bayou barbecue <laughs> boy. It's like a mixture of like the Cajun and the barbecue. Oh my God. I don't even like barbecue wings. I honestly think they're a waste of wings. Like why the fuck do I, that's just barbecue chicken. Um, but ooh, that was fucking amazing. But anyway, I had some, I had my wings last night. I'm eating. Everything's good. And then I go to sleep. And as I, and uh, first of all, I do not, if you're trying to lose weight, I do not um, at all um, advocate for eating prior to going to sleep. Um, that's just going to lead to weight gain, um, which is another part of the reason why I had to go to the fucking gym today, even though I'm still. Hey, if anybody that's following along, uh, remember my goal was to go to the gym 20 times this month, and I'm now at 10, so I'm halfway there. So I should be able to knock this out. But I'm laying in bed. And I, I had a little bit of difficulty going to sleep, but I, I was finally able to, you know, finally able to get there. And I wake up out of nowhere at like 4 a.m. and I'm in excruciating pain. Like, like this, this was a, like, 
this pain, I would say it's like I've had, like I've never had before, but I have had this type of pain in certain instances and certain occasions. And it's typically because of, you know, something that I ate, but it's been a while since I felt this pain, but Oh my God, whenever I do have it, Oh man, it is, it is absolutely like, I would only wish that type of pain on my mom in like two X's, but like, Oh my God. And honestly, like, I mean, if they've had, well, obviously my mom has had kids. So I would, I would think that, you know, what they say childbirth is that it hurts so bad. But honestly, I think, I think what I had last night was equivalent. I think I had what I had was equivalent. Um, I was going to tell y'all more about that experience, but it gets a little graphic and I think I'll spare y'all. But typically I will say this, I will say this. And if there's any women listening to this, I'm sorry that you're listening to this in this moment. Um, as a matter of fact, fast forward, fast forward about uh, two minutes, fast forward about two minutes. That that should be safe. <sighs> I might be a masochist because in that moment I felt excruciating pain, but I was somewhat delighted. I was somewhat um, amused because I knew that once this demon is out of me, I'm going to feel so relieved. So, 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 so relieved. So I actually, I do wonder, uh, maybe I should ask, um, after women like have birth, do they feel like relief? Like whenever I take a massive, massive, massive shit, like a painful one, like I'm crying. Whenever that thing's out of me, oh my God. It's a top three feeling, top three feeling, y'all, top three. So I was hoping that I was going to experience that feeling, but, um, Let's just say uh, it wasn't that type of uh, session. It wasn't that type of session. Very, 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 very messy. Very messy. Um, I could have been way more graphic with that entire thing, but I, I, you know, whatever. I'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Anyway, um, so, yeah, see what happens when, uh, you know, I don't lead off with sports. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really want to talk about Dr. Strange. I do have some takeaways and it's getting further and further, further away. But, um. I'm planning on doing that episode with Alan and our schedules haven't really linked up. So um, hopefully it does soon. But if it doesn't, I'll just have to do that episode on my own because I have some very, very, very unintentionally misogynistic things to say about that movie. Um, Anyway, conference finals. So last night we had the Celtics and the Heat. Now, I'm not going to be that guy that says, oh, well, Boston only lost because uh, Marcus Smart and Al Horford didn't play. The reason why I'm not going to be that guy today is because obviously Kyle Lowry hasn't played, Uh, but he hasn't played for a while. But Kyle Lowry didn't play. So, all right, fine. But I will say two starters compared to one starter. I mean, you know, you know, losing a starter on any team is going to be problematic, especially if it's in the playoffs. And that starter, he's a starter for a reason. He's a part of the unit. He is a part of a, at this point, at this time of the year, an excellent elite unit. You don't make it this far in the playoffs without being an elite team in some way, shape, or form. So losing a starter, like the Mavs are missing Tim Hardaway. I'm not a big fan of Tim Hardaway, but he is a starter for them. At least I'm pretty sure he was. Maybe he's not anymore, but I I believe he was. But losing two starters and the defensive player of the year, I don't think he deserves that. But, you know, that's what they gave him, defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. You're probably going to struggle. 
but I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on the injuries at this time because I believe what we saw last night was an absolute meltdown and a highlighting of the youth of the Boston the Boston Celtics stars. The Boston Celtics stars. Um, now the Heat, they're just a veteran-laden team. I mean, they do have some youth within there, but they don't rely on the on the youth to carry them like in the way that the Celtics do. Uh, Jason Tatum was unstoppable, unbelievable in the first quarter. I mean, sorry, first half. And like I've spoken about before, I don't like Jason Tatum because of biased reasons. But if I'm just looking objectively, great player. And it looked like the Celtics were going to run away with this game. And then Jason Tatum just completely, absolutely shit the bed. I believe the Celtics lost this game last night more than the Heat won it. If your star player has six turnovers in any quarter of a game, I think you're going to lose. I think you're going to lose. If if, If the guy that is supposed to lead and carry your team has six turnovers in one quarter, you're probably going to lose. If you want the football equivalent, I played football, football equivalent. If your quarterback throws for three picks in one quarter, you probably lost a game. It's already bad enough if he does it without the, uh, I'm sorry, if he does it during the duration of the game. But if he does it in one quarter of the game, yeah, yeah, hey, that's a dub. That's a dub. Uh, and then they ended up still only losing that game by, I think, nine. So I think I think the Celtics are still in a very, very good position in this series. Uh, they'll be in an even better position if they're able to get their full team back. And with that being said, I do I hope for the sake of fair fairness, uh, Kyle Lowry does come back in this series. Um, but I do believe that the Heat are a deeper team. And I mean, if I'm going to be um, biased, um, I'm more concerned with the Heat facing the Warriors than I am of the Celtics. So, yeah. Um, another, another takeaway from this game is, uh, the Miami heats, uh, front office or money management. Um, I will we'll, we'll talk about Jimmy Butler a little bit more here in a second, but I believe that is one of the worst contracts in the NBA, um, what they've given Jimmy Butler. Um, but what they have given Duncan Robinson is even worse. Um, you paid this guy $90 million and he's not seeing the floor in the most important games of the season. Now, granted, and you're winning and you're winning. You're being successful without him. He's not touching the floor in the most important games of the season. And it's not even a factor. You gave him $90 million. I don't, I could be wrong. Maybe Tyler Harrow has already signed an extension, but if he has not, he better get a super max. The fuck? He better get a super max. If you gave Duncan Robinson $90 million, Tyler Harrow more than deserves a Supermax. And if you don't give it to him, you're going to lose him. You will lose him, Miami. You will lose him. Um, Yeah, awful. Um, I do believe the Heat are in trouble. I do believe the Heat are in trouble um, just because of how bad the Celtics played overall. Jalen Brown was awful. They're missing two starters. Jason Tatum has six turnovers. Derek White's dog shit. Um, like it was, And they only lost by like nine. They only lost by like nine. And Miami went on a ridiculous run. A ridi- like I've only seen runs like that in a basketball game on 2K when I'm playing against Cade. I've only like, the, the run that they had in the third quarter was fucking ridiculous. If they can eliminate that run, they still win this game. The Celtics win this game. Like Jimmy Butler had three steals in a row for easy, uncontested layups and dunks. Like, come on, dog. Anybody can get going if you're doing that. And let's not talk about the 18 free throws a nigga shot last night. 
18 free throws a nigga shot last night. Him by himself, 18 free throws. God damn it. But, you know, whatever, whatever it is, what it is. I mean, you could say, oh, what he were just playing real aggressive. Well, last I checked, the Celtics were dominating in points in the paint. Now, I will say that he, for as much as the Celtics dominated in points in the paint, they also dominated defending the paint. Or at least you would think they would because of the number of blocks that those, those niggas had yesterday. Now, the blocks did go both ways. Aaron Neesmith was just fucking, that was, that was... Very, very, very much unexpected. But again, Aaron and Neesmith is playing in the conference finals. Come on. And they only lost by nine. And they just and they just got off a seven-game series. The Heat have been rested. So, oh, well, they were rusty in the first half. That's always a narrative. If if they if they won the game, oh, well, they were rusty in the first half, but they figured it out. If they would have lost the game, oh, they were rusty the whole game. So, you know, whatever, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't buy into that bullshit. Um, now, playoff Jimmy. Oh, oh, Jimmy Butler, he turns the game up. He don't do shit in the, in the regular season. He's a top five player in the, in the playoffs. So oh, Jimmy Butler this, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, bro, I I might need to dedicate an episode to why I do not like Jimmy Butler. A lot of it, a majority of it is because of the media dick eating. Like, y'all are treating this nigga Jimmy Butler like he's already him. He's already established. Like, he is a bonafide top five top three play like he's in kd Giannis, uh steph luca class come on dog no no and and i understand i the bigger reason why this whole narrative has come to life is because of what he did in the 2020 finals now i will not say what he did in 2020 finals was bullshit but i will say once you lose a Bam Adebayo facilitates. He facilitates that offense a lot. Like he's 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 a facilitator of that offense. Uh, once you lose Bam and you lose your starting point guard and Goran Dragic, which uh, that was just two years ago, but a lot of people have forgotten that. A lot of people have forgotten that the Heat were down two starters, just like I talked about how the Celtics were down two starters. Um, and with that. Jimmy was asked to do a lot more. His usage went up. His minutes went up. When you play long enough and you're an all-star player, you're going to put up some pretty good numbers, especially if you're the main facilitator. You just might have 10 assists. If you're 6'8", 6'9", and you play 40, 42, 43 minutes, you just might have 10 rebounds. Now, the 40 points, kudos to you, Jimmy. Kudos to you. The 40-point game, the 35-point game. But then again, when you also have the green light to take 25 to 30 shots a game, you just might do that. You just might do that. If Kwame Brown was given 25 shots a game, the nigga might average 25. I'm just, you know. But this this notion that Jimmy Butler is just, he takes his game to levels that we've never seen anybody do in the play. Come on, dog. I don't even like Donovan Mitchell like that, but Donovan Mitchell turns up in the playoffs. But the bigger person that's being forgotten about, maybe, I mean, maybe y'all just all forgot. But what Rondo would do in the playoffs for those Celtics after they won, after 08. And I mean, he had some, you know, pretty good games in that 08 run. But 09, 10, 11, 12, Rondo turned the fuck up. I was, I was, Rondo was, and Kobe was playing. Mind you, Kobe was playing. Rondo was must-see television for me at those times. That nigga Rondo was having fucking... 20 rebound games and which blew my fucking mind a fucking 6263 point guard was getting 20 rebounds and 20 assists and then out of nowhere like rondo would average like fucking eight nine ten points in the season and then come playoff time this nigga's at like 
having 25 point games like it's not shit. I remember in 2012, I think it was the conference finals or maybe it was just early or whatever. Um, in like game two or something like that, this nigga had like a 40 point triple double. This nigga was like seven for nine or some ridiculous shit from three. Like Rondo is what y'all say Jimmy Butler is the greatest postseason, the greatest postseason elevator of their game or whatever the fuck. I, that was Rondo. Jimmy Butler, all right, whatever, dude. I mean, all right. Oh, he's got five 40-point playoff games in the... Okay, cool. All right, all right, Jimmy. All right, fine, whatever. But, no, he's not what y'all say he is. Now, I am fully ready. I said the same thing in 2020, and I will say it again. I am fully ready to take, to eat crow and apologize for all of the slander that I have put on Jimmy Butler if he wins finals MVP. I said it in 2020 and I will say it again. If he wins finals MVP, I will say Jimmy Butler belongs in that class that everybody wants to put him in. I will say Jimmy Butler is him. I will say Jimmy Butler is a bona fide top five player in the NBA. But this nigga that y'all are heaping all this praises on has never been all NBA first team. Has never won, obviously never won MVP. Never won finals MVP, but he's being talked about like he's KD, like he's Giannis, like he's Steph, like he's LeBron, like he's Luka. Like, and uh, like, come on, come on, y'all. Get, like, like he's Jokic. I- I'm sure people will say he's better than Jokic. And Jokic is a goddamn two-time MVP. I fucking hate Jokic, but come on, man. Come on, man. This, ugh, whatever. I, I might have to dedicate an episode to this whole Jimmy Butler thing. Um, now, lastly, uh, Warriors and the um, uh, uh, Mavs. Mavs are playing tonight. Uh, I, I am a little, I am a little scared, um, series-wise overall, just because uh, y'all, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know Luca. Y'all know Luca. That man, that man's a problem. But I'm scared because of the pattern. I'm scared because of the pattern. I do believe. If the Heat make it to the NBA Finals, I do believe that we will see the Dallas Mavericks. And, and I can't, I, I can't go into detail because y'all won't believe it, y'all won't acknowledge it. But there's a thing to these patterns. There's a thing to it. Um, with that being said, um, I think the Warriors have way too much firepower. Um, they have too many bodies that they can't throw at Luca, and like the whole notion is, oh well, who's gonna guard Luca? Who's gonna stop Luca? Nobody's stopping Luca. I'm gonna tell you right now, they have not tipped off. They have not tipped off a game yet. Luca Doncic is going to average a 30 point triple double this series. I said it here today, May 18th, 12:30, t- uh, 2018. Luca Doncic is going to average a 30 point triple double. In the conference finals. Okay? Got it. With that being said, the Warriors are probably gonna win in five. I think I think the Warriors win in five. Well, yeah, I think the Warriors win in five. I think this is how it plays out. Uh and okay, I think there's two ways this plays out. The first way is just me just, you know, me beating my chest, you know, as a Warriors uh bandwagon, fanboy, whatever the fuck you want to call me. Um, I think the Warriors win the first two. In uh in uh San Francisco, I think they go to Dallas, and because the Mavs have not been in Dallas for so long, um, because remember they 
just had game seven in Phoenix and then they flew up to San Francisco. So like they're going to be hyped to be back at home. Their fans are going to be hyped to be in the conference finals. I think the energy is going to be fucking ridiculous when they get back to Dallas. So I do believe that the Mavs will win. This is my objective bandwagon dick riding. I think the Warriors win game three. Take that 3-0 lead. Yes. And then I do believe the Mavs will win game four. Everything on the line. And then uh, my bandwagon, uh, we close them out in five. Now, if you want the realistic approach, I think the series will be tied 2-2 after game four. And then the Warriors will close them out at home. In in a game. I'm sorry. And then the Warriors will close them out on the road in game six. Uh, I believe they'll split the first two games. Um, Well, I think I think it's likely they split the first two games and then obviously split the other two. But I personally wouldn't be too surprised. I would be fucking terrified, but I wouldn't be too surprised if the Mavs actually took a three one lead in this series. Yeah. you. Yeah. So I've said three different things. Yeah. Yeah. See, hey, that, that's how they do in the media. Media. That's how they do. That's how they do. They, they will give you three different scenarios. And then whenever one of them plays out, they'll be like, see, I told you that was going to happen. Well, I just did the same thing. So think niggas go through 35 years of journalism to do this shit. But anyway, um, overall, Warriors going to win this. And Warriors are the underdogs. Nobody's picking them to win. Uh, Vegas is, you know, saying that they have the highest odds. But if y'all don't understand how Vegas works, Vegas is about, you know, taking and making money and they're also about setting their lines based off of where the money is at so if most of the money is on the warriors and they don't want to pay out a high amount but in like the advanced analytics and all that shit the Warriors are the underdog and i don't know how that shit you know is i don't know how that's just possible but it is what it is so we'll see how it plays out i'm excited to see uh i think steph you know i'm just gonna go ahead and call it uh, Steph's going to have 35 tonight. My bold take for the night. Steph's going to have 35 tonight. Uh, Luca's going to have a 40-point triple-double tonight. Yeah. yeah. And Draymond is going to be ejected one of these games. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely going to happen. Um, all right. So that's that. Um, appreciate y'all for listening. Go ahead and like, subscribe, and uh, be back. Uh, hopefully this Doctor Strange episode gets out soon. But, yeah.